0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Two White Muslims. Here go. Assalamu alaikum. Warahmatullahi. wabarakatuh. My name is Junaid Rahim. And my name is Muhammad Yusuf Bashforth. And affectionately we're known as the Two White Muslims. Assalamu alaikum.
0: Warahmatullahi. wabarakatuh. And here we go. <laughs> It's like Groundhog Day. It is. that movie? I have. It's brilliant. I love it. Do you know, somebody worked out, for people that don't know what that movie is, Groundhog Day, is where the guy lives the same day over and over and over and over and over and over and it's it's actually considered purgatory. Yes. It's considered a punishment for a terrible sinner. Yes. And you live the same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Somebody's worked out how long it would have taken him Okay, to do what he did, and it was something in the region of it might have been hundreds of years. Wow, do you know what I mean? So he's he's living that day three or six five days a year for a hundred years. Yeah, and that's why towards the end of it he's getting really frustrated. You know what I mean? Because you will yeah. think, oh, it's only like seven days. No, he's doing it over and over yeah. and over and over and over. And by the end of it, you know, uh, it all comes good. He learns his lesson, and he becomes a thoroughly nice chap. Yes, but it is. Brilliant! It's absolutely fantastic. well, Bill Murray. Bill Murray at his best. Yes. Yes. Second, sorry, second best. He was at his best in Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> Third Genius. best. He was at his best <laughs> in Kanesha. Okay, okay. Fourth best. He's, he's basically he's always good. He's always he's, he's always at his brilliant. best. He's brilliant. He's <laughs> a brilliant. Because I also like him in Scrooged. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's all right. Which yeah, is kind of does. brilliant. He's just great. Yeah. He's got that hound dog exp- hang dog expression. Yeah. Uh, and he's just. There running. are some people just made to be on screen, aren't Yes, there? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Some some people just made for that. I'll, I'll tell you one classic example of that. Who uh, played a bit part? Right. In a movie. Yes. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the movie now. I can't think of it. Right. Uh, but he played a bit part. Yes. And when they were in post-production, yeah, doing all the final bits to it, some producer in Hollywood just went. Who is that? Yes. Just look at him. Yeah. Just look at the way he... Just look at his presence. Yeah. He's just... Who is he? Oh, that's Jack Nicholson. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's coughs> I've, heard similar, I've yeah. heard similar things. I've heard similar things. Harrison Ford uh, was... Uh, I think it was a bit of an extra on... Uh, uh, graffiti, something... American graffiti. Right which was, um, uh, I think George Lucas had some involvement with, yeah. uh, and then he was a carpenter and he was making the doors on the set of Star Wars. No. Yes. And George Lucas went, uh, you know, it, you were in American Graffiti, I remember you being quite good. Would you read some of these parts? And it was, was made wow. for the part, absolutely made for it. Um, and then there was the other one was that what was the other Is one that part? really how Harrison Fucked got with it? Yeah, yeah. I mean he 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 was already an actor and he had done some work he, he he was in a American graffiti yeah. which George Lucas worked on. Yeah. Uh it might even be the George Lucas vehicle. Uh but he wasn't down as somebody to read for the part. He was he was there doing the doors while um oh, but George Lee, Lucas said a there's only chance you could uh, and it's like, because it's back in the day before CGI, yeah. uh, they created CGI, but it wasn't even CGI. There was no computer involved oh, in it. Right. It was blue screen, green screen, yeah, yeah. special effects they created, you know, many, many special effects that we take for granted now. Yeah. And kind of before Star Wars, it was kind of... Um, It was like it was a rocket on a piece of string with a sparkle coming out the back, and big lizards in a sandpit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Um, and then Star Wars, and it was just mind blowing, and the the time and effort they put into the um, into the special effects. But there was still, you know, um, the the human element to it. Yeah. So Darth Vader was uh, famously the Green Cross Code Man. Yeah, that's right. uh, was, From Great he. Britain because yeah. he was because he was a big solid chap, yeah. uh, but he also had a Cornish Cornish accent. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, meet the force. Be with you. No, no, no. That's a fact, That a is pirate. a pirate. Every time I do Cornish, <laughs> I go pirate. that's was want a pirate? He wasn't a pirate. <laughs> wasn't a pirate. <laughs> 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 Shiver me timbers. Shiver me timbers. pieces of credit. Pieces of credit. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, when they were trying to find. Uh, the, uh, Chewbacca. Yeah. Uh, he went into the room to meet the guy, and, and and I forget the guy who played Chewbacca. I forget, but he walked in, and th- this guy was basically about six foot eight. Yeah, he was absolutely enormous, and he was sat down. And as George Lucas walked in, because this chap was British, because I've seen him subsequently interviewed, he said, "Well, of course, I was I was British, uh, so uh, my automatic reaction was to stand up and offer my hand." Yeah. He says, and as I stood up and he tracked my face all the way to the point where I, I stood a good head and shoulders above him, he shook my hand and went, Well, we've found our Chewbacca. backer. Wow. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> that was it. I think, wow, that's incredible. Amazing. So, yes. So, yes, 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 yes. It was, it's very much like Groundhog Day. We find ourselves back again and are very grateful for it. Absolutely. This is amazing. I, 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 can't, love I can't even imagine doing anything else. I know, it's incredible. Yet, if somebody three years ago said, oh, you'll be, you'll be doing this, you have be doing that, you'll be going to Malaysia. I'd, be, have, I, I'd have just laughed out loud at them. You'll be on live t- live TV, broadcast to yep. 10 million people. Yep. Uh, you'll be on the radio five times, six times a week. Yep. You think, ah. I would have laughed out loud at yeah. that's, yeah. somebody that that that's, be that's somebody else. That can't be me. because somebody else. I'm the quiet reserved fella. Yes. That, <laughs> yes, that, that <laughs> right sits now. in the corner well, hoping actually, that nobody speaks to him. Yes. Yeah. That's what I used to be like. Yep. And I've and I no idea what happened. Extraordinary. Uh, <laughs> I woke just, up one morning and <laughs> I was Here, just, here we are. <laughs> Yes, and I was this. <laughs> I was this. But it's so true. It is so true. Oh my well, goodness. And I, I must be an inspiration to many. Uh, yes, because <laughs> if I can do it, anybody, anybody can. can. <laughs> it's a fact. Oh, yes, it is oh, a fact. That, it my friend, is simply that fact. That is fact. So here we are. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Thank you for welcoming us into your hearts, your homes, uh, into your uh, ears, <laughs> ears <laughs> as you run around the park or jog around the, or walk around Tesco. Or just, or just washing up. Or you're doing your washing up and your ironing. Yeah. Or you're on your way to work. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you. It's a joy. It really, it's a really joy is. Pose. It absolutely. Not, not it so is. much for you. Not so much for you. It's a whole, it, talk about purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's three hours of it. This. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. What have you done to deserve this? <laughs> That's what you need to be asking yourself as you look to the heavens. Is that tuning button broken (laughs) on your your radio? Can't can't you find anything better? Uh, I'll tell you, I wish I was out there listening to this. So do I. Because then I could switch it off. Because
2: then I could turn
0: it off. And turn it back on when the machines come off. And they do some quite funny adverts. <laughs> oh, but then, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <That's her. laughs> oh, brilliant. <Run! laughs> so oh, the tosh we managed to unravel on this program. Oh. Uh, madness. Oh, Absolute madness. Brilliant. And we've got a few today as well. We have. We have got a F- few today. We, we've got a bit of a list going on, much to my have. relief. And, we and utter, utter. Uh, uh, what? Misdame. What, uh, I could use that word, disdain. Yeah, I could use that word. But. Uh, but no, I live in fear of this list. Yes, trepidation. Because I don't know what's coming. You don't? It could be anything. No idea. I, I, we, we could be wandering, wandering into a minefield. We usually do. Yes. Well, well not fl- wandering in, you? Belly flop. Belly flop into it. That's right. Dive. You don't know where the line is <laughs> until you've crossed it. That's what I always say. <laughs> until you've jumped on it. <laughs> until, jumped <laughs> on you, it. Until you've decimated it and drawn oh. a new one. See, that's what's acceptable now. Oh, and, uh, brilliant. So, uh, are we going to examine what may be on this list? Yes, 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 yes. First of all, we've been rather busy. Oh, we have that, yeah. Uh, and one of the things we've been doing... The other day, uh, I didn't, I didn't, it took me ages to work out what day it was. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, and I keep getting calls from uh, from the good lady saying, are you coming back today or is it tomorrow? It's yeah. tomorrow. October, yeah. Sorry. And then, are, we, are you back today? I'll come back today. I thought it was tomorrow. No, because uh, we are all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that we've done is uh, we've been uh, on a panel show yes. for ICRA-TV International. Yes. A uh, Saudi-based organization, uh, hugely influential, and very, very professional, actually. Oh, absolutely. Brilliant, absolutely marvelous. Uh, well, we're going to tell you a little bit about that, and just some things came out of it. Yeah, Some conversations came out of it, and we're going to be sharing a few of those, one of which was all about... Um, kind of what is halal? One of the things that we discussed was what is halal? Yes. Uh, so we're going to share some information about that. We yep. met a fascinating chat whilst we were doing it because they invited many different people and they had a, a rotation of guests. They invited many different people, one of which was an ex-premiership footballer- Nathan. Called Nathan Ellington. He was brilliant. And he was just a joy. He was brilliant. Um, a so very, very intelligent man. Yes, absolutely. Who and had a lovely, lovely, lovely chap. It. He yeah. embraced Islam uh, when he was 21, 22 years old at the very pinnacle of his career.
2: As uh, a Premiership as footballer. A, as a
0: Premiership yeah. footballer. And just to hear kind of the challenges that were placed in front of him as a result, yeah. and then what he did to counter those yes. for future generations. Yes. Not necessarily for himself, yeah. but for those to follow. Yeah. He's just an absolute inspiration. He was absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant. And he also shared his journey, to his, his, his kind of his story and his journey to Islam. Yep. So we're going to share that with you a little bit later it's because it luck. is a yeah, brilliant story he's a fascinating that. individual. Um, then we're going to explore, oh, you think you're having a bad day? <laughs> you think you're having a bad day, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, get ready because we're going to look at one man Who's having a pretty bad day, okay. and as the result of his bad day, several thousand people will be joining him. Oh, it's a doozy! He's done something big, has he? It's a doozy, and wow. the ripples in the pond from this one are extraordinary. Wow! Uh, so we've looked at that. I love fossils. I like fossils. You too. love fossils too. Yeah. I love the the, the the history and just the kind of the majesty of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and, and just how this this earth has, has, has come to being and what's been left and how we can see parts of our own history as well as you know based on the Quran we see, we see into our, our own future it's 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 just it's amazing it's amazing. You know well, I tell you about the fossil I found? Oh no. In my garden. Go on. When I was having my conservatory built. Right. Uh, they had to do some pillars in stone. Yes. Yeah so they so they brought some uh, some stone in. Right. pallets. Yes. And uh, the chap was about to saw one of these pieces of stone, and it just fell to bits. Yeah, he picked it up, and it just snapped. Yeah, in two. And it's the branch of a tree, and Whoa. you can you can still see it is brown colour, and you can see the bark. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I've got the branch out of the, the stone. I've got the stone that that was that yes, was either that side was of it, it. encasing it. Yeah, I've got that in my conservatory now. Oh, brilliant! My, my very own fossil. Now Yay. I couldn't I couldn't decide at first whether it was a branch or or a dinosaur bone. I right. was hoping it might be a dinosaur <coughs> yes, bone, but yeah, no, yeah, it's a bit bit too wood looking for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although, <You laughs> over, time, over time, over time, yeah. <coughs> uh, So we'll we'll look at some fossils. Yep. Uh, a That's what my wife calls me. Uh, Yes, likewise. Uh, You're so old, you're almost fossilised. Fossilised. How do you still move? uh, uh, Yeah, I know. How is it you're still speaking? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at a vast array of fossils that have been unearthed. Ooh. And it is fascinating. They usually are. Yes. So we're going to look at that as well. And that, as it stands, is our list. Now that said, that's assuming we don't deviate uh, and, and, go and, off and fall, fall off it. Yes, and fall off it. But as it stands, that's pretty much our list for the day. Okay, so if we don't get to any of those uh, topics, yep. well, we can presumably do them on a different they day. They will be put back to a different day. Yeah. So many people think that we're just repeating stuff, i no, am um, sure I've heard got that, got that, that list before. Oh, I've, I've heard that before, I've heard nope. that before. Yeah, but we never got around to talking about it. It could be-, yeah, be that we introduced it on a different list. Yeah, and then never, and, got, around and to ne- never got around to talking about it. never got to talking about it. So pushed it into another list. <laughs> yes, or um, we've not mentioned it in the list on this day, but then we've remembered it halfway through from a previous list. Yeah. And now we're talking about it. Yeah. So that happens several times as well. Doesn't it, Josh? So <laughs> it could be my think, Oh, and occasionally, because we've been doing this rather a long time, we sometimes stray to territories that we have discussed previously. Yep. Not very often, and we desperately try to avoid that, yep. because we want to make, keep it all new and fresh. And, well, I'm going to say an interesting... Yeah. New, new and fresh. Well, new. Well, new. <laughs> <laughs> but if occasionally we drag out some old tropes, we apologise in advance. No,
1: no, absolutely no. I don't
0: apologise. No, well, we don't do not do say. I just say that you're lucky to hear it twice. Exactly! <laughs> you've got this, you've got this again, in a different way! Oh, so lucky! <laughs> so, that is our little list, that I'm is looking, our list. I'm looking forward to all of that. Yes, and for now, we're going to do a little bit of this, and after this, we'll do some more of that, Inshallah. after this. Inshallah. As-salamu alaykum. Warahmatullahi. 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 <laughs> and here we go, again. Again. Yes, yes, yes. So, what, what did there we go. What did we do the other day? Well, what we did the other day was... It was quite incredible, if I'm honest. I, I still can't quite get over no, it. No, me neither. What we did the other day was we went to an abattoir. Yes. Did we not? Yes. Uh, because In Shropshire. In Shropshire. Of all places. Yep. Because the fact is, if you're going to eat meat, it tends to come from animals. Yep. And there's no nice way of saying this, if you're going to eat meat, those animals would be very they unfair. They were die. A- yes. If they were alive, I think it would be very unfair. They might object strongly to having their legs chopped off Yes, uh, and bits taken out of them. Yes. So yes, they have to die. Yes. Now, within this wonderful and perfect religion of ours, there is a certain way in which that should be undertaken. Yes. And we went to see that process. In action, yes. Because the issue that we find is, well, there are fractions, factions uh, among the populace which, at this moment in time, are trying to demonise Muslims. And one of the ways they try to do that is by demonising uh, the way in which Muslims insist that they're the halal slaughter, the halal slaughter, not, yes. not halal, because halal does not mean how you kill animals. That is one aspect of it. Yep. Um, but part of that halal process is how the animal is killed. Yes. And so we went to see um, a, an abattoir yes. in uh, Shropshire that is owned and run by Muslims. Yes. And they are passionate about um, looking after the animals, yep. looking after the workers, and looking after the end user by way of producing the highest quality meat yes. possible in a halal styley. Yeah. And wow, what a place! Wow, what a place! Now, just to put this into some some form of scale, uh, this place uh, they export eighty percent of what they. Produce. Yeah, that really surprised me. Export eighty percent to France, to the continent. Yeah, uh, the, well they, they they export to the continent. The bulk of what they export goes to France. Yes, France apparently loves our lambs. It does. Yeah, loves them. These uh, lambs are grown in and around the Shropshire um, uh, uh, hills and lands. and Wales and Wales. Yep. Yeah, and they are uh, they're shipped in. They are zebbered, they are cleaned, yep. they are transported away, and they are exporting one thousand lambs per day. Yes. Wow. Wow. It's one lowy leaves every day as a minimum minimum one a day. And they carry and as a minimum between nine hundred and a thousand costs. When it's approaching Eat yes, then it's substantially more than that, yes, but they process one thousand animals per day, yeah, as a minimum, absolutely uh, incredible and the the size of the place the the way that it's all uh, automated the, the people that they've got there uh, but do, you know they 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 have uh prayer facilities, yep. all of their staff, yes, they give their staff regular breaks to be able to go and pray, yep uh they look after their staff in terms of uh, in terms of uh, cleanliness well-being etc etc yeah uh they have built a masjid in the uh, same uh, uh, um, as an extension of the as an extension of of the, of the factory their, factory which is a proper registered masjid with yes. a uh, full-time imam yep uh and they do loads of outreach work into communities like school visits in. They do visit yep. by mosque day. They do community iftars. Yep. They do all sorts of stuff in terms of dawah and community outreach. Yeah, and in the very small village that they're in, and it is tiny, brilliant, and it is a tiny rural wow. village. It's yet yeah, the congregation is between 150, uh, uh, 120 and fifty, one hundred and twenty, and one hundred and fifty individuals. Yes, uh, I wouldn't have thought that would be possible. No, would I? in that in that area? Um, so they're, they're, they're growing all the time they're increasing in size constantly but it's the outreach that they do which is incredibly impressive so they have a passion and a focus on producing excellent meat meat yeah. of the highest quality yeah. uh, in a halal fashion but also in a um, where caring for both their employees and for the animals uh, but on top of that they have such faith they want to Um, just portray Islam and Muslims in a positive light, and they do that locally. But they say locally. Locally is a vast area for them. Uh Because locally goes all the way across to Wales. Yes, it does. It was saying, you know, our nearest mosque, with the exception of the one that we have on site, uh, are, well, the one up in Telford, and then there's a one across in Newport. We're like, wow! That's a vast, vast... um, uh, uh, geographical spread. Yes, it is it's huge, and what they do is amazing. One of the things that struck me because we we had a tour of the uh what they term the factory of the of the abattoir. Yep. Um, what stunned me was the speed and efficiency. First yep. of all, yep. Uh, it is obviously a process, and what we want at the end of that process is meat that ha- that is fully halal and fits with our Halal diet. Yes. That's what they provide. Yes. Um, but that, of course, begins as a living animal. Yep. Um, now, we know that within the tenets of Islam, when it comes to dispatching those animals, it has to be done, if it's to be deemed halal, it has to be done in a uh, respectful, kind manner. Yes. And it, it doesn't seem possible that that could be the case, yet it is. But we've just seen it. We've just seen it with our own yeah. eyes. Um, now, some people would say, well, you shouldn't be killing animals. Well, let's be honest, On the fa- first of all, you know, th- there's an argument for that.
2: There is an yeah. argument
0: for that. But if we want meat, it begins with dispatching animals. Yeah. So let's just take that into account first of all, then what we find is, that uh, Muslims have been demonized through the demonization of this halal process the end process of, of halal which is how the animals are dispatched yes and what we've seen is a process that marries all the tenets of Islam with the values of this great British I yes so um, within Islam it says that no animal should see another animal being killed yep. uh they shouldn't suffer. They shouldn't be placed in a situation of difficulty, of 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 of, of uh, panic, and the entire process. the The animals were calm. Yep. Uh, they were well looked after. Uh, it, it, it was quite incredible. Now you know if we could produce meat without having to kill animals, brilliant. Yeah. But whilst ever we're having to kill animals, there has to be a way in which it's done. Which a, as we say. Sticks with the tenets of Islam, but also it, it's it's in no way cruel to animals. That's right. I, 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 I'm stammering and I'm struggling with what I'm, because the, the I thing, can't the get the head that, round. The thing that uh, we have the, seen that the thing that amazed me the most is this. Yeah. Okay. So the way that the uh, the animal is, is uh, looked after. Yeah. And and cared for. Yeah. Up to the moment that it loses its life, yes, is incredible. Yes, but that's no different. It is no different in terms of process yep. between what we've seen today yes. and a conventional abattoir, yes, other than one thing. Yep, one thing and one thing alone. Yep, and that's that the man who used the knife used the word Bismillah. Yes, every single every single time. time and that is what makes a slaughter halal yes as opposed to just a conventional slaughter absolutely other than that it's exactly the same yep so all of these people who say that the halal slaughter is barbaric yeah yep, yep. Uh, are wrong yeah uh, all of these people who say that uh, that it, it should be banned in this country absolutely are wrong yep uh, because in fact what I've seen in there today is is actually more um, uh, more kind to the animal yes. than I would have expected. Same here. Uh, I'm really surprised. I dare say, I dare say that in conventional abattoirs, they're not given the same kind of respect. I, I, w- I would imagine. I'd like to think it's not the case, but I would imagine that there are places where it's just not done like that. Uh, and I think that's where we see the, the, the distinction between an abattoir that respects the animals and a slaughterhouse. Yes. And what we went to was an avatar, abattoir that respects its animals. Absolutely. Uh, and it was incredible. And I think an awful lot of people who who demonize the halal method of slaughter don't actually appreciate that it's kind of the same as standard slaughter. Yes. Um, So what they say is, ah, well, you know, when it comes to, and they describe the process that's used within a a halal process of dispatching the animals, but then they don't mention what it's like in a, what they would consider to be non-halal abattoir. Yeah, It's the same. It's It's not a case of in the non-halal abattoir that these animals die of old age. (laughs) They are dispatched, and they're dispatched in the same way. The only difference is... They maybe don't have the level of respect that's offered to them where we've just been, and the people doing it are not invoking the will of Allah when they do it. That's right. Wow. Wow. So just incredible. and amazing. F- I further place. believe that if you do eat meat, then you should have a clear understanding of where that comes from. Yes. And to be fair, I think you should see the process for yourself. Right. Yeah. Now on the way in there, Junaid, yep. Were you entirely happy about going no. in? No. Nope. No. Nope. Was I? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. You were because I need to see you. This. You're callous. <laughs> You've I'm got not. cold blood. people. Oh, no, 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 I'm only okay. I'm only joking. That's no, you're uh, practical, and you cook regularly. Yes. And you cook meat. Yeah. And you have no problem with that where that meat came from. That's right. Uh, where because I the, suppose provi- provided. Bismillah was used. Yes. Uh, and, and the animals likewise. were treated the animal was treated with respect. Not, not just at the end of its life, but during its life as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Treated with dignity and, and uh, respect. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, what I also found incredible was there was somebody at the start of the line uh, ensuring that the process was adhered to and that the animals were well looked after. Yep. And then there were two men at the end of the line, who were checking that the process had been done correctly yep. and that what was being produced was meat of the highest possible uh, quality, yep. and those guys were actually from the Food Standards Agency, wasn't Yes, they up. were. They were uh, they're full-time in there. Full-time in there, but they're, they're from the Food Standards Agency, so they are um, I'm trying to think well, they're completely independent Inspectors they're Inspectors That's the phrase I was hoping to grasp before They are inspectors They are there Continually There's two of them And every single carcass Has their final seal of approval Yeah. So prior to the animal Being uh, dispatched Prior to this process beginning There are uh, each, of, each of the animals Are tagged And they've been Confirmed by a vet That they are Fit for human consumption, and of a quality that is uh, one that can be utilised in uh, meat production, whether it be merchantable quality, quality, whether that be uh, to non to Muslims or non-Muslims. Yeah. So just the the whole process—it reminded me very much when we went to uh, HMC. Yeah. um, And we saw the process there for how they maintain uh, and how they can kind of prove and justify the provenance of meat, yep. and so that when we're eating halal meat, we know we are eating halal meat. Yeah, And it was that process that they went through, even down to where they label the meat at the end, and they label it based on quality. Yeah, So they label it based on fat, on uh, uh, the the muscle content compared to, compared to oh, it's extraordinary. Yep. So all of the meat is then uh, put down with regards to quality. Yep. And it is inspected. Every single piece of meat that came out was inspected yep. by two individuals. Amazing, amazing Absolutely system, amazing process, incredible, amazing, amazing set of people. Yes, yeah. uh, that not only have the uh, the uh, all of the processes needed to yep. ensure that they've got fully compliant halal uh, slaughter. Yep, um, uh, they also have HMC in there. Yes. They have HFA in there, they yep. have other regulatory bodies Absolutely. that regularly check in their processes. Yep. But not only that, from their business point of view, they also have a charitable foundation yep. that is uh, is uh, focused on dawah yes. and outreach, and into, outreach communities. into communities, they also um, uh, have a, a, a Masjid which is focused on dawah and outreach into communities. Absolutely. You know, handling <coughs> so, that. In my view, they're doing the job exactly oh, right. It's incredible. So, every, what lovely you, people! Amazing people. Absolutely lovely. We were taken uh, uh, around by Brisbon, the uh, managing director, yep. and uh, son of the. Was he the original owner? Yeah, I believe he was. Yes, um, and just a passion. You could see the passion and the knowledge, and the passion was for ensuring that the animals were looked after, ensu- ensuring that his staff were looked after, ensuring that the entire process produced meat of the highest possible quality. And he was then uh, basically saying, It is all down to what the consumer wants. This might go direct to consumers, it might go to uh, uh, people who sell that meat on. We've got wholesalers, it might go to butchers, uh, it might go to meat shops. But when it comes down to that end user or the person supplying the end user, says it's up to them what they want. If they want it certified by HMC, then this is the the line that we use and we certify that by HMC. If they want it certified by it, then we go down this line. So they can pretty much have whatever they want. And that is the meat that ends up at their point of sale. Yeah, it's just incredible. The sophistication of that process, the cleanliness of yep. that process, I—it it is not at all what I had expected. No, nor me. And there's no two ways about it. It was a it, it was a gruesome process and Rizval said, yes, look, this is a gruesome process, but this is the process that's required if people want to eat meat. Yep. Um, and it's no different. And it's no different to the the that pronunciation of the word. Bismillah. Absolutely. In At fact, the point. as my brother Youssef here pointed out, 80% of the meat that they provide, the excellent high quality meat that they provide, is exported onto the continent, the bulk of which goes to France, and the bulk of which goes to non Muslims. Yes. Non Muslims. But because of the reputation they have as a firm for the way they look after the animals, the way they look after they, the staff, and that just they quality of meat they provide 80% of it is sold to non-Muslims. Yeah. That is mind blowing. It is incredible. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be mind blowing, because the fact is whenever you produce quality, other people want to purchase it. That's right. So just good on them. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for the hospitality. Yeah. Thank you for the education which yep. I feel like I got. Yeah. Um and what they're going to do going forward is they're going to encourage people to utilize some of their uh, menu, uh, not menu, some of their uh, recipes Recipes. and cook their meat using their recipes and then eat it and and kind of give their uh, opinion on it. And guess who one of the first people to do that will be? Me! It's going to be you! It's going to be (laughs) Yusuf. I will be filming him and then I will be eating it. Inshallah. Inshallah. And so we'll be up on their website. Uh, showing what we can do. Oh, and Inshallah, they'll be on our website because we want to show them in the very best possible light because we were fantastically impressed uh, by the entire process from beginning to end. Yep. It was extraordinary. So, you know, uh, we doff our caps to everybody at that amazing place, and our gratitude goes to Vizron uh, for showing us around and for providing us that education and we very much look forward to returning we will be going back um and if we can we'll go back on juma because who fre- who frequents the uh, the mosque on juma abdurahim green Abdurrahim green let's just say same village <laughs> and uh, frequents the mosque for juma Amazing. so we'll be catching up with abdurahim green as well at some point inshallah for now for now we assume uh, that you are now incredibly bored of the sound of our voices so we're gonna hand you over to either the sheet artist or adverts. We're gonna have a little break, and we will be back straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. Wa Wurakatu. Oh, uh, we're back. Here we go. Here we go. Here we One go. Yeah. He says <laughs> desperately trying to find his list. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Do you you know what? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you bring a list. Yes. Every time. Yes. And you do every time. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, you bring your list. Yep. What I don't appreciate. But Is I can't the, find it. The, you, I, I need to be the custodian of this. One. <laughs> yes, yeah. but then you wouldn't be surprised by it. No, I'd I, I know what I, was on I, it I do then, this for I? the shock value. I know, and it works. It does. You have it's this does. look of trepidation. I have no idea. You what's have a coming. look of fear and dread on your face. <laughs> thinking, what's, whoa, what's coming here? What's coming? When then? I start talking about wallets and bollards. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking, this is a family <laughs> a show, new This is a family show, <laughs> 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 And cows. Cow! Cow! Grab! Yes, you're so much better at that. So much better. Oh, golly. <laughs> oh, now, now, I know that you are going to love this because you are very much like me. Okay. And I found this. Ah. Amazing, right there. <coughs> I'm looking to, to this already. Mind-blowing haul of fossils over 500 million years old unearthed oh. in China. Wow! And that's a picture of one of them. Oh my goodness! I know. Man, look, look at, at that. that! It looks like it's alive. It's extraordinary. Oh wow, that's incredible. Yes, you can see. You know, what, you can see the uh, okay, detail. Okay, so this is a bit like looking at a prawn. Yes. Yeah, and you know all those those uh, those uh, feel of it on yep. prawns. Yes, it, it's got all of those. Yep. You can actually it, see all. It of It looks them. like a weird kind of prehistoric centipede. Yeah. Um, and it it, it 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 looks intact. It looks like you can pick it up. It's it's extraordinary. It's amazing. And it says thousands of fossils date back to huge burst in diversity of life on Earth known as Cambrian Explosion. Ooh. And this mind-blowing hall of fossils that captures the riot of evolution, uh, yeah, does it really? that kick-started the diversity of life on Earth more than half a billion years ago, oh, has really? been discovered by researchers in China. Paleontologists found thousands of fossils in rocks on the bank of the Danxiao River in Hubei province in southern China, where primitive forms of jellyfish, sponges, algae, uh, 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 anemones, worms and arthropods with thin whip-like feelers were entombed in an ancient underwater mudslide. Wow. Yes. How cool is That's that? Outrageous! The creatures are so well preserved in the fossils that the soft tissues of their bodies, including the muscles, guts, eyes, gills, mouths, and other uh, openings, are still visible. Do you know what? Yeah, you know these 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 um, uh, theorists that yes. talk about evolution say, so, "Oh, we found a fossil, therefore I it guess. confirms evolution." Hang on sure. a bit. Hang on a bit. Obviously. Let's think about this carefully. It confirms how long we've had life. Exactly. Now, can it be possible? With the will of Allah, mm-hmm. well, anything's possible with the will and of Allah. Anything's possible with the will of Allah. For something to change its shape over a, a million years. Of course. Of course it can. Yes. Because Allah says. For a change your shape if it wants to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Change your shape, you're going to become that shape next. Um, and then, you then after that, that, you're going to become that shape. Yeah. Uh, after that, you're going to become that shape. Some things do that within their own lifetime. Yes, they do. And I'm thinking of things to butterflies. Butterflies. Yes. Yeah. Caterpillars. Caterpillars—that's the word I was saying. Caterpillars to Yeah, they do. In they morph. Mind, yes. Into different beings in their own life. So, babies the, to these, children and then it, uh, these, to adults, and in our case, back to children. These theorists that that, that talk about the evolution theory. Yes. They could be right. Oh, up To absolutely. a point. Yes. And but the point the, but is, if they are right, it was still ordained by Allah. Oh, oh. Absolutely, the point, that, 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 the I'm the making. point that I That's I always. If evolution absolutely. does not disprove. That Allah no, exists. No. It just means Allah is remarkably, fundamentally, amazingly well, we, amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we've always known that, haven't yes, we? Yes. Well, we prove that every time we come on radio. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. But um, all of that evolution stuff happens maybe to uh, insects, anthropods, yes. uh, you know, fish, yes. uh, except, and certain animals to, to some extent, uh, and that might happen. And that's fine if that happens yep. over time and over millennia. That's great. Because that, presumably, was all part of the last plant. Yes. But the, the way that evolution cannot be proven and will never be proven because it didn't happen yep. is us coming from monkeys. Absolutely. Because we monkeys didn't. Monkeys are still here. Monkeys are still there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So if they evolved into <laughs> us, yeah. why are they still there? You know the Commodore 64? Yeah. We don't use them anymore. No. They don't exist. Do you know why? Because there's better things. There's better things. that became obsolete. Yes. There was an evolution of uh, intelligence. Computer technology. And computer technology. Yeah. We don't still use the BBC computers that we had at school. No. We just don't. No. You had a a ZX81 plus 4K, did you not? Uh, ZX Spectrum. Sorry, ZX Spectrum. That was it. ZX Spectrum. 48K. 48K. Come on. Spectrum. Come on. Clive Sinclair. Yes. Genius of your time. Do you still use it? No. Why? Because it's rubbish. Yes. <laughs> so, if, well, Yes. Yes. Uh, so, you know, given that uh, we are supposedly uh, uh, descended from apes, yes. why are apes still here? I don't know. Why are chimpanzees still well, well, here?
1: Well, yes, excuse me, but I do know. Yes. I do know. Didn't. That's because we simply didn't. Yes.
0: And if we did, then this uh, search over eons for the... So-called missing link yes. that they haven't found. Yep. Uh, some pe- some scientists say, "Oh yes, but we have we found it in proof." No, you didn't. If, right. you did it, if you did, I'd have seen it. We would know about it now. I'd know about something. it. So you didn't. You're just lying. Yes. Yeah. You're lying because you know that your lifetime's work has been in vain for now, trying to prove this theory of evolution. Yes.
1: Uh, and you should have just asked me before you started. Yes. I'd have said, nah, forget that, lad.
0: Now, taking the word evolved to change over time, yeah. we have evolved. Yes, I seem to think on one of these fantastic facts, we explored the fact that human beings are now 50% heavier than they were in the year 1900. Yes. And four inches taller yes. as an average. Yes. So as a human being, we have evolved. We've changed. Have you ever been into a, an old house? Yes. Have you banged your head? Yes. Because they were shorter then. Yes, they were. We have changed over time. They do dig up and find skeletons of prehistoric men. Yes. Uh, or prehistoric animals uh, who who were, uh, you know, me, I don't say makes it sound very sexist, of pe- people? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've overstretched myself here. And men uh, <laughs> who... You All know, the look, genders are available. Yes. Who look. Ah, Really, rather the difference to yep. what we look like today? That's right. Um, but that's not to say that I, I, I genuinely believe. Yeah, that yeah, we came to that. yeah, 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 yeah. Because that has just changed over time. Yes. But that didn't necessarily come from an ape. Hey. No. And anyway, yes. There we go. Uh, but I still find fossils amazing. Oh, that's incredible. a billion years that's ago, they were the buried by a mudslide, amazing. and today we get to look at Amazing. Incredible. You know, again, proof of Allah. Incredible. Preserving yeah. things. Yes. So that in, in eons in the future they can be seen. Yes. By us. Yep. As evidence. This is, again, evidence of creation. Yes. Evidence of Allah. Yeah. Evidence. Yes. That's supported by fossils. Now, 100%. it does bring about a question that I always ask at this point, and I've never found the answer. Right. If we find fossils deep in the ground. Yep. Yeah. Or let's say we find um, uh, I don't know uh, what do you call them, um, uh, you know, Roman settlements yeah. deep in the ground. Yeah. When we dig down and we find things from the ages, yes. does that mean, therefore, that the world is getting bigger? <laughs> Because we have to dig down to find them. Yeah, we do. Which means that the world was smaller at that time. It must it's have been. Bigger. Let's say you have to dig down six foot, six foot bigger then. Six there. foot bigger. It's six foot bigger. Its yeah. girth has increased <laughs> by a full six of feet. I when, don't know the answer to that one. When it's 23,000 miles wa- uh, around, yes. yeah, I don't think it's six foot. It's going <laughs> to no, make a great make deal of difference. difference. And it can only do that where there's land. Yes. Yeah, because yes. because things grow. And then die, yes. fall over. Yes. Then other things grow yes. and die and fall on top of them, yep. and grow, die, grow, die, and it, and it actually increases. Yes. Now the the thing that I've uh, I noticed when I was in Iceland, Ooh. which is only quarter of a million years old. Right. There's no soil. Oh really? Because things haven't grown and died and grown uh. and died and grown and died over millions and yes. millions of years yeah. to create the, the sediments that yeah. create. The, the the lush green that yeah. we've got and the uh, and the the Icelandic forests, the trees are really small. Wow. Because they don't have the nourishment in the yeah. to, to to grow big. Yes. Nor do they have the, the ability to stabilize themselves with a the root system. Yes. yes. Because there's nothing really to grab a hold of. Wow. Yeah, and that's, that's amazing. Incredible. So I know that over millions and millions of years yep. yes. Things get buried under uh, new sediments. Yes. Uh, but, uh, whether it increases the girth of the Earth, I'm not sure. <laughs> the of the girth of the Earth. Yes. <laughs> I really just say that. Yes. Whether it changes that, I doubt it. Whether it figures up the, the world's waste. But I must have talked about this before. If you get a pipe, yes. You know, like a vacuum cleaner pipe. Yes. Yeah. Long enough. Yes. That you have it on Earth. Yep. Yeah. And on one end of it, yep. the other end, you fly out into space. Yes. Does it act like a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> And if not, why not? Why not? Because space, space is a vacuum. vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah. So it fills it. Yes. With something. Yes. And if it can't get anything, it doesn't. Yes. When it can get something, it, it gets does it. gets it. So if you put that pipe up, why does it suck all the atmosphere out of the earth? It's not sucking the atmosphere, I'm not right. bothered about that. Yeah. Because the atmosphere stays in for some bizarre reason. Because right. So the gravity Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about uh, I, I've got loads of leaves. I need to clear up in my garden. <laughs> why didn't Yeah. Oh, okay, so why can't I get? Uh, well, I mean, I can't because. Of that. That's- Cost prohibitive. Yes, and they've invented the thing called a garden vac. Yes, so I might as well just go to the and get one of those. <laughs> yeah get one of them. It costs miles less than yes. employing NASA. Yes, to take up a very pipe to space to space from my house. Yes, that'd be that'd be cost prohibitive. So I'd better not even start. Yes, but I just wonder, in theory, would it work? Mm. If anybody knows the answer to these mind-boggling questions, mind-boggling. why don't you tell us? Yes. Put us out of our misery. Tell us. Contact us on Facebook. When you download yep. a um, uh, let's say a podcast, yeah, onto your phone, yeah, whether it be an Apple-based device, yeah, fruit-based device, yep. or Android, yeah, when you download a podcast, yeah. Does you found get heavier? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Well, it depends. If you're it depends how many people. Depends how many people are in it. Let's say one. Then it must get one person heavier. So if it was two, is it doubly heavy? It must be. Wow. What about if you downloaded the three hundred? What I <laughs> what I don't understand is, people have downloaded our podcast. Yes. Yet we're still here. Yes. I mean, what's all that about? Well. Uh, people have met us when we when we've done a pre-recorded show. Yeah. We did a pre-recorded <laughs> show over Christmas one time. I was I was listening to you in I the was, car. Oh, hang on, how are you here? Well, <laughs> if, if, if you listen to it, it actually said we're going to do a, a best of. But, I know, but you said you were in the uh, no, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. Great. oh dear, was dear, 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 dear. Uh, so yes, so yes, fossils, Fossils. amazing, amazing thing, amazing, and they found. Thousands of them. Thousands. You know, it, in the, down in, is it Dorsets? Yeah. They have what's called the Jurassic Coast. Okay, yeah. Do you know why? I do. Because you can see the sediments. Yes. One by one. Yep. you can actually measure them. You yes. You can count them. You can count the millions of years yep. that, that uh, different sediments have settled. Yes. Yeah. And what do they find? An insane number of fossils. Fossils. Yeah. They're just loads of them, which are just I just had to find It's Amazing. amazing. May 6th. When did they start finding. Sorry, f- 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 right, so they find fossilised people. Yes. Yeah? Digging yes. up bones and stuff. Yes. From what period did that start? So, in other words, did they find human beings a billion years ago? Can they date them back a billion years? Right. Or is it just a few thousand years? Uh, We're finding it out, isn't it? Yeah. The oldest yeah. human that found. The oldest human that they found. Uh, what age is it? Yeah. Yeah? I have a theory. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I reckon it's about 6,000 years. Okay. Yes, I reckon that's when humans came down this dungeon. Uh, it certainly wasn't that, in the scheme of things, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. If you think about the age of uh, the universe. Yeah. You know, in the scheme yeah. of things, we we think it's a really, 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 really long time. And this, is, this is where, the, yeah, exactly. This is where people <laughs> get a bit confused. Yes, because we think of things in that in that linear. way, because we think of time in as, as a linear Absolutely. event. Yes. So timeline. Yep. So it is a continuation, a continuum. Yes. Of something that we measure by the sun up sun down. Yes. Uh, principle or clocks, yes. which uh, basically measure sun up sun down principle. Yeah. Yeah. But Allah is not restricted by linear time. No. yep. Allah sees everything from all time. Yes. Always is the all-seeing, the ever-present, the yep. ever-knowing. Yep. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. But people don't get that, that Allah is not limited in any way Yes. to thinking or seeing or experiencing things in the way that we are. Yes. Yeah? So, if I say that the Earth has existed, clearly, for millions and millions and millions of years, of course yep. it has, because we've got evidence of that, yeah? It, it's not that the earth was created and then people were put on it. Absolutely. It's not Allah made the earth and only he knows why, yep. and only he knows best. Yes. Yeah, made the earth and then made it as a suitable place to bring souls into life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that bit, I'm guessing, my theory, about 6,000 years ago. Yes. Yeah. So, I'll humble in that. Yeah. So, th- there we go. Evolutionists, just get your pen and paper out again, lads. Yep. And, uh, and Give it right another again. go. Give it another go. Give it another go. Give, give it a cake. Give it a What is it? Give it a coat of looking at. Give it another coat of <laughs> <a> looking at, <laughs> as Fred would say. As Fred would say. But it needs a coat a of a looking a, at, does a co- that? It's good coat of looking at, that. Very, very good. So, yes, yes, for now, though, for now, we're going to do a bit of this whilst you do a bit of that, and then we'll come back and do some more of this. InshaAllah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa So, our panel talk show. Yes. How fascinating was that? Oh, it was incredible. Incredible. I can't wait to see the finished product to see what makes the cut, what yep. stays in, yep. what gets taken out. Yep. Uh, but Yusuf and I were invited to attend a panel show yep. uh, for uh or, or uh, held by ICRA International. Yeah. Um where we attended just to discuss topics of the day, including um how if you like Oh Oh, hey, that caught us out, terribly sorry. I'm not going to say who that was. I'm not going to say whose phone that was. I'm not going to say it was me either. (laughs) If anybody's going to be thrown under a bus, you can do it yourself. (laughs) Um, Yes, so so we were at um, Iquit International and they invited us uh, uh, us onto a panel show where we discussed topics of the day. One of those topics being how the halal meat industry has been used by Western media to demonize Muslims. Yeah. That was a fascinating topic, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, amongst other topics were how, um, I'd say specifically football, but um, sports in general is a fantastic unifying voice that we're just seeing more and more Muslims utilizing yep to demonstrate islam and muslims in a really positive light yeah and one of the guys on the panel was a chap called nathan ellington yes and the name rang a bell did for me as well yes i was thinking where, where do i know that from where do i know that from and then we walked around into the corner and we we're, we're met by you know when somebody just smiles and just think oh i like you yeah uh, he, and he, he was one of those he was one of those yeah and he immediately positive reaction just such a lovely lovely chap and he's an ex-premiership footballer yep. he played uh, football in the premiership played football in the championship but also in the premiership uh, for a considerable length of time had a brilliant career but at the age of 21 22 converted to islam yeah <clears throat> and as a muslim playing football at the very highest level he recognized how difficult it could be at times yep. So we started the Muslim Players, Muslim, Muslim Sports, Players Association, Muslim Players Association um, uh, to just you know as a as a, a central body to help overcome some of these issues, some of these niggles. Uh, where can I pray? How do I ensure that my diet is fully halal um, during Ramadan? How can I fast? How can it be facilitated so that I fast? Uh, and just what a brilliant guy! Yeah, what a brilliant guy! An absolutely brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, One of the things that surprised me more than anything—yes, sorry—I was just going to say, kind of the most, not the most. One of the one of the things that stunned me most was how a Premiership footballer, some of the uh, at the absolute pinnacle of his career, and it is an uh, an incredibly energetic career, fasts. Join yeah. the on the Ramadan. Yes. Yeah. And how was he about it? It was dead cool, wasn't it? it he yeah, was, yeah. was fine about yeah, it. Yeah, dead fine. easy. Dead easy. Fine about. Dead easy. He said, you know, uh, as a Premiership footballer, you train for about four hours a day, which doesn't sound like much, but it is an awful lot because they train at the, the absolute it pinnacle. It's intense It is training. intense. He says, so you, you get up very early and you eat food that's going to have slow release throughout the whole of the day. Yeah. You do your four hours training, you go home, you can then relax. Yeah, and you can relax all the way through to the point at which you can eat again. When you eat again, you eat the food that you need to kind of, uh, you know, re- regenerate and renew the calories that you've burned doing your exercise, uh, and then you go to mosque. Yeah, like wow. So then, when it came to, comes to playing, it's like the same thing, except what you've got to bear in mind is, let's say you play four times in the month, uh, one in the week and one at the weekend. Two of those are away matches. Yeah. And you think, oh, yeah. So on the away matches, it's a journey. When you're on a journey. You are travelling. You are travelling. Yeah. And if you're travelling, you don't have to fast for that day so long as you make it up uh, at another time. That's right. Which is exactly what he did. Yeah. And of the two remaining games, one of those will be at night. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he he can have his, uh, his meal or at least some water either before or during the game. Yeah. Which leaves one match. Yeah. Which he pointed out, and he said it in such a blasé way, it's only 90 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I know. 90 minutes at the rate you were. I mean, how big were his thighs? He's been retired 10 years. (laughs) How big were his shoulders? It was amazing. He looked like, I mean, you know, stunning. He looked like he was wearing one of those Superman costumes that's inflated, <laughs> didn't he? He was incredible. And he said, Oh, I've lost it in 10 years. Wow. So it's all when well a good hip saying, It's only 90 minutes. But that's supposed to be facing He but that's what I trained for. Yeah. That's what I trained for. So it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. First of all, what a lovely individual. Lovely. What yep. a fascinating, fascinating talk. Yeah. Uh, what what a, a great presence throughout all of the interactions on the panel. Yeah. And then he very kindly gave us an interview. He, he very kindly did this. Yes. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back from that break, you will be hearing the interview with Nathan Ellington, former uh, Premier League footballing star and thoroughly nice chap
1: alaikum warahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I would like you, please, if you don't mind, to introduce yourself to the people
2: at home. My name is Nathan Ellington. I'm an ex-professional football player. Played for uh, Bristol Rovers first of all, and then I moved to Wigan, helped them get to the Premiership. Moved to West Bromwich Albion in the Premiership. Then I had a whole host of clubs in the Championship, and then I finished my career down at Crewe. So uh, that was a a very nice, long career, and it was very enjoyable. You have been a Premiership footballer. You have
1: been a striker in a Premiership club. You have walked out onto that pitch in front of thousands upon thousands of marauding, screaming fans, a lot of which were calling your name in hope that you were going to perform. Just tell me how that feels.
2: feels the best. Reason why is because obviously it's something that I've loved all my life, yeah. and I've played and I've enjoyed doing what I, I do, but best. And then to have so many people watching you and cheering you on to do what you do best and what you, what, what comes naturally, yes. it's not like a pressure. It's not a pressure then, because you just know you just got to rely on what you know you can do. Yeah. So it just was the you know I remember the first day when I went out at Brist- uh, again you know for Bristol Rovers, and I was in the tunnel and I was thinking there's all those people out there waiting for me to come out yeah. I didn't want to come out Uh-oh. and I was, it, you know, <laughs> that's just wanted to savour that moment Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went onto the pitch it was just the best feeling ever mean, that's just got better, didn't it got better and better moving yeah, to yeah. bigger stadiums <clears> more and more fans and then obviously the ultimate going to Old Trafford playing against them and scoring at Old Trafford so I oh, just, no, just what? couldn't get no better and we lost so <laughs> oh. in a weird way it's like I scored, which was great. I not matter. I support them as well. Exactly. So, either way, it was always going to be good.
1: So when that ball hits the back of the net, yeah, and that crowd erupts, what's that like?
2: There is no feeling. There's no words that can explain that, to be honest. It's yeah. just the best feeling in the world. And, and there's no amount of goals that will stop that feeling going away or lessen that feeling. It's just the best feeling. Any wow. player will tell you that wow. scoring goals <laughs> is the best for you. And
1: now you're in a position where you're teaching others to do, yeah. What
2: you what you did so brilliantly well,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, so I have my own academy running in in Manchester and in Blackburn. Yeah. So I teach kids, you know, with um, you know, a, a certain amount of ability, yeah. Between under 11s to about under 16s. Okay. And what's the academy called? Pre-pro academy. Pre-pro. Okay. Yeah. And it's just you, is it? No, no, it's me and a, a good friend of mine, and he used to play as well. His name is Adnan Ahmed. He was a Pakistani uh, professional football yeah, player. yeah. Well, yeah. One of the I've, first. I've heard of him, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's, um, me and him, we got together, we started this thing ourselves because we want to just give back to those kids and show them exactly what they need to get yeah. to that level. Yeah, and um, if you just want to brush up on your finishing skills, we have one uh, finishing session. So goal scoring session, we should say. Mm. Um, and that's on a Monday in Manchester and also on a Thursday in Blackburn. Then we have yeah. a general session in Blackburn on a Tuesday. Wow. So it's really... Uh,
1: You're really talking good. about brushing up on finishing skills. I need to brush up on my starting skills. Because <laughs> <you know? laughs> my football days are sadly behind me you now. Yeah. I'll just put that down to injury. I won't put it down to old <laughs> injury. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Nathan, your journey into Islam... Yeah came a little later in life.
2: Yeah, yeah it's about how, 22.
1: How 21, 22. 21, 22. 21, yeah. um, do, do you mind telling us a little bit about how that transpired? How did that come about?
2: Um, so, first of all, the first time I actually ever found out anything about Islam was my brother, my older brother. He became a Muslim, and I heard that. I heard that he became a Muslim. Um, but it wasn't until I spoke with him and had a chat with him. But it wasn't really like directly about Islam. But he would always mention certain things like you know things that I didn't even realize were hadiths and stuff like that, and I always felt that they made a lot of sense. Mm. And um, I had a Christian background, but I never really believed Jesus was like God or anything. I actually thought he was a prophet of God. So yeah. that was how I understood Christianity. Yeah. That you know, he's there's certain things that I you know don't really agree with, but in the most part, that's what I would say. I would be you know, if anyone says to you. To me, what are, what religion are you? I would have said, I'm a Christian at the time. Okay. And um, it wasn't until I met a lady um, who's now my wife. Um, basically, she was brought up as a Muslim, yeah. uh, but not really not practicing at the time. So we met, we were speaking, and came up the topic about religion. And she mentioned that she was a Muslim. And I told her that my brother was a Muslim, and that a lot of the things that you know, really make sense to me, and then we got obviously on the topic of a few different bits and pieces and came to the conclusion that, like, I was more along the lines of Islam, uh, understanding of what I believed. So, but I thought to myself, it got to a stage really where she knew that she couldn't um, like be, mar- be married to anyone other than a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to myself that I'm not going to be a different religion just because of someone else. You, mm-hmm. You've got to believe something if you want to do that. It's got to be for I you, heard, isn't it? Yeah, I heard many stories about other religions and people becoming different religions just because it's this or that and outside influences. So I thought, you know what, I'm old enough now. I can actually learn for myself. I can go online, I can do some research and I can actually come to a conclusion myself, what's what. And I thought that maybe three different things, Um, maybe Christianity is right, maybe Islam is something that's right, or maybe these religions are just not it's just man-made and just made up. And um so that's what I went into the the investigation process with my eyes thinking. Mm-hmm. And I just got to a stage where I went on one website, Christianity, reading up about what it's all about. And that on that day I'd be very siding towards Christianity. Mm-hmm. Then the next day I'd be like, okay, now I've got a bit of free time. Let me learn a bit about Islam. And as I'm reading that I'm like, I'm swaying this side now. Yeah. So it was like well, well, yeah, it was very difficult, but they seemed to be similar. Okay, And then I thought, how can I work out the difference between these two? Because it's so similar, and I'm swaying one way to the other in terms of, you know, that that's what I agree with, that's what I agree with. And then it was more down to the Quran itself, the sources, the Bible itself and the Quran. So I learned a bit about how they came about. And obviously the conclusion is is the Qur'an's never been changed. Yep. It's always been the same form since day one. And the proof of that is there's no two versions of the Qur'an today. Mm-hmm. So there's not, it's not possible that there's any other. And then obviously the Bible being created over so many years, 66 different books um, and so many different versions, I realised that there is no one Bible that everyone's in agreement on.
1: There's no credible
2: source. Yeah, and it never came out in that way anyway. Okay. So it was, you know, I I just understood that the Qur'an would be something that is more credible in terms of its authenticity. But that doesn't prove that it's from God. Okay. It just proves that it's more credible. Yeah. So then I went into learning. um, I decided, okay, what else can I look at now? It's kind of more siding towards Islam a bit now. And I then found the scientific miracles, all of these things. I started finding one more, one thing, and then another thing, then another thing. And I was like, who could have known these things apart from the one that created me? And um, so then things were there. And obviously, it wasn't just that. I went onto a website and I looked at the tenets of faith, what you needed to believe to become a Christian, what you needed to believe to be a Muslim. So I got them both up side by side. I went through the Christianity, you know, you must believe in God, you must believe in the angels, and you must believe, and then it said, obviously, like, you must believe Jesus as being your Lord and Saviour, and, and and obviously he's died for your sins. That's the one I couldn't actually accept. But then when it came to Islam, it was so straightforward. You must believe in God, you must yeah. believe in the, the prophets, the angels, you know, the hereafter. And, and that's it. It's just straightforward. All these people are prophets of God. They just came to... Relay what God wanted us to know. If you, if you look hard enough and with Allah's guidance, mm.
1: you find the truth. Yeah. yeah how, how did you feel in here when you finally made that decision? How did that feel? At the
2: time, it was just like everything. It just, what it said at the bottom was, if you believe all of these things, then you already are a Muslim. Exactly. So yes. I said, oh, that must make me a Muslim then. Yep. So I'm happy to say... I bear witness that I'm I believe in God and that Muhammad is one the last Salaam of, Salaam of a long line. Yes. Yeah, the last of the long line of prophets. Yeah. So that day I became a Muslim mm. and I was obviously happy about it. But it still didn't change me in any way in terms of my actions and what I yeah. wanted to do. So that was when the other side came into it. The the strength of my belief started coming into so that was further down the line. Mm but that was how i actually came into islam
1: okay so did you did you feel at any stage that you had abandoned your christianity mm. or that you had abandoned uh, your uh,
2: jesus no i didn't because i realized that the quran teaches that we must believe in the previous scriptures now the previous scriptures there's forms of that in the bible uh, there's loads of the previous scripture in the bible still and in the Torah. So these are the previous scriptures that I must believe in to yeah. be a Muslim anyway. Yeah. So I understood that I'm not going away from religion. There's there's, there's Mary, mother of Jesus in the in the Quran. Yeah. There's a whole chapter. So there's so many things. There's Adam, there's Eve, there's, you yeah. know, there's Musa yeah. and there's Salaam. so there's so many of the prophets that are still there. Yeah. So he's not going away from religion. He's actually putting the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle in the right place brilliant analogy it's so brilliant. you know you've yeah, got a puzzle and they were all in different places yep. and you're sitting there you can't make anything of the picture because it's not in the right place yeah. and then all of a sudden somebody comes along and says that goes there that goes there that goes there yep. it's the exact same pieces yeah but in the right place in the right order yeah, yeah. so you almost That's get a, an idea of timeline yeah
1: Of prophets yeah and and the, all of the prophets came uh, to teach the same message yeah. of monotheism just one god and they taught in a way that was appropriate to their nation at that time. Yeah,
2: exactly. yeah?
1: which Jesus did. Jesus exactly. did exactly that. Unfortunately, what humanity did was, uh, was kind of, made Jesus more than perhaps he, than
2: he ever was. was.
1: Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Muhammad sallallahu exactly. alaihi wasallam came about six hundred years later, and repaired the inconsistencies that had been brought into faith by humanity. Exactly. Yeah, and. As the final, last and final messenger of Allah, Allah has said, we will protect this book. We will protect this scripture. Yeah, And it will never be changed. To the extent where people learn this book, they don't recite it cover to cover, alhamdulillah.
2: Well, this is one of the miracles. Like So the same with protect it. People don't realise that if you threw away every single Qur'an, There's millions of Muslims around the world that could replace it, bring it back just like that because it's in their memory. Exactly. They just write it down. And everybody knows it's the exact same because you can go to a a mosque anywhere in any country and anybody can be reciting and they make a mistake, whether they're a sheikh, whatever, they make a mistake, even a five-year-old child can correct it.
1: When you were 22 and you were going through this process, of comparing where you had come from and uh, comparing your faith up to that point mm. with something that felt a little bit new, yeah. at what stage were you at in your career at that time?
2: I was actually in the season where I was top scorer in the league in a championship Swear and enough. just getting promoted to the premiership, Handilyna. So was that, was, like, too much that was your doing then,
1: Yeah. top so scorer and in you the got, league, you yeah. got the, the, the team promoted?
2: Well. Obviously, my, a lot of my goals helped towards that. You got that, that team yeah. <laughs> promoted
1: with the help of Allah. Yeah. You got that team promoted, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Allah. So um, you then became Muslim
2: from within your current career. Yeah.
1: How did people around you react to that?
2: Um, obviously, my family and, and friends, they were fine with it. They were supportive, it was fine. Uh, it was just a little bit of negativity when it came to the football world because anything different from the, what's the word, anything different from the way the football community is, the way they live their life, their way of life, no matter what it is, it could be Islam, it could be anything else, but if it's different, you're like an outsider. Mm. So, you know, if you're not integrated into everything they're doing, then obviously you will be seen as an outsider a little bit. So Mm. I didn't take it as... Islam that there was against it was just being a slightly different. That was obviously a year or so, a couple years down the line. Once I started learning and started implementing the ways of life that you're supposed to implement. So,
1: okay, okay. So did uh, did that impede your journey into Islam, or did it did it help your journey into Islam?
2: Um, I think uh, obviously. I explained, I, I I used to be good at explaining why I need to do things. And that was more to do with, I've got to say a, a big thanks to Zach and Ike and I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the amount of DVDs ah, that, that they've too. made, yeah, the yeah, amazing yeah. work that they've done, mashallah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched every single DVD of theirs, over and over and over and over and over again, that I was able to memorise so much of the comparative stuff. Yeah. That I could read it off to everybody, and I—I I made it a thing where I was so interested that I—I I spoke to so many people. My family members became Muslim, you know. My friends became Muslim. My cousins. So it was nice that they were able to take it on as well and understand where I was coming from. I was ex- able to explain it well enough that they would be able to be able to make a decision after you know further research of their own. Uh-huh. So um, it was really. Um, Really satisfying to see that to happen
1: as well. As a Premiership footballer, you were a busy guy. You had a punishing training schedule, yeah, punishing. And then you had the the, the matches, the games uh, as well. Mm. How how did you fit your agenda around all of that?
2: Well, to be honest, it's it's not as as, as busy as as it seems. You know, but I think you know, you've got training in the morning, and you know. And then you're finished by around one, two o'clock. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's a very, obviously difficult session to, to mm. go through. You understand if you did a run for five minutes, that's very difficult. If you went into the gym and you went on highest speed possible, mm. that on its own. So if I'm saying like two yeah. hours of work, that's a lot of real high intensity work that yeah. goes on there. So you're some, obviously, um, you have to come home and have a bit of rest. But mm. after that, you've got the day to yourself. I'll so alhamdulillah you can do many things. You yeah. can do whatever you like, really, yeah. uh, during that time, um, as long as so it's not what, bad stuff, So, what it?
1: what time would the training session usually start? Ten thirty. Ten thirty 10 to Ten thirty
2: about two one. So,
1: at no point in any time during the year would that affect any of your prayer times? Not really. alhamdulillah No, not, no not really. So, yeah. training
2: is not too bad. Amazing. Um, so, there's never really a point where you struggle to pray. Yeah. You know, it's, even in the change a room before a match. You know, sometimes some of the prayers get very close together. yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to like pray in a changing room, like in one, like the closed rooms or find a room somewhere in a stadium that you can quickly go and yeah. pray for five minutes and then, and then you're done. And then, you know, obviously you just work it out the times. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't very difficult. It's easy to, if you really want to, you know, you can do it. It's, it's yeah. not hard. Yeah. So that was uh, something I made sure that, uh, that I did. Uh, the, 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 um,
1: Image of uh, Premiership footballers and and their behaviours and, and the things that they do uh, is is often um, uh, n- not palatable from an Islamic point of view. Yeah. H- how did you cope with not being a part of the social scene mm. of your colleagues and having your life independent from that?
2: Um, To be honest, before I was a Muslim, uh, I didn't really have too much of that life. To be honest, I did have like a a two-year spell of that kind of lifestyle, you know, just going out every weekend with with the boys and stuff like that. But before that, you know, most people are out from 15, 16. I didn't even go out till I was 20. Okay. 19, 20. So I had like a two-year spell when I, you know, went out with friends and stuff and um, with teammates and stuff like that, but... It only carried on for maybe a year, a year, a year and a year and a half. That time where the early part of learning Islam, then I cut it off again completely anyway. And then then I just wanted to just obviously just live my life a bit, a lot better than, you know, the way I knew it was supposed to be uh, be done. So uh, that's the way the way I went. The more I learned, the more I wanted to implement uh, in my own time. And then it just grew naturally and then um, I got away from a lot of the things that you know, you, you
1: also had a natural uh, inclination towards helping other people yeah as well so you set up uh, an association yeah uh, whilst in, in that position as well just tell me a little bit more about that
2: yeah so me along with uh, a few other founders uh, we decided to open uh, the association of Muslim football players um, so basically it's, it was there to be a support mechanism to help Muslims and Muslim families coming into this country, and maybe helping them know where the nearest things are, the nearest mosque, the nearest place to get food. Maybe other um, players who may be Muslim and their pair, their families can uh, get together and you know share you know commonalities yeah. between them. So it was more like that, and, and highlighting the good things that the, the the top players are doing, just showing them in a good light because you know Muslim kids. The youth they would look they'll be looking at these top players and obviously kind of not idolizing, but you know, uh, you know it, that, you get the words. Yeah. So yeah. using that to guide them into the the right way of of understanding that you can see him, he's right up there, he's a Muslim, he prays, he eats halal, you know, you can get there and you don't need to sacrifice anything in your religion to get there. So that's what happened and um, I, I wanted to do that because when I first was coming through and as I was getting stronger, um, my, I wasn't playing as much mm-hmm. uh, and people for some reason saw me as a little bit more negative uh, in terms of I'm not interested in my football as much. Okay. You know, even in all that free time and I might be doing whatever I want to do, they, they would see it as not really interested in football for some reason. And uh, obviously it took a toll on me getting more game time and stuff like that, so it does, even whether it's unconscious or conscious. It did take a toll on uh, my career. Was, okay, it was fully up, up, upwards, 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 like a steep upwards move for yeah. me. Every season, playing all the games, scoring over twenty plus goals every season. Then okay. all of a sudden, I'm not playing all the games. I'm in and out. Then all of a sudden, I'm not scoring as many. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, the less games I played, the less goals I scored. Yeah. Then it was a fitness issue. It became a fitness issue of not being able to play that way I play which was high energy yeah. which you need to have that repetition of games to play like that yeah, for 90 minutes so it was um, it was a battle it was, a, it was quite a battle and I, I didn't want anybody else to have to feel like they had to compromise their religion Okay. to to get to the higher levels and, 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 and get played uh, if, you,
1: if you had your time over again would you do anything differently? no not really
2: no I wouldn't do much differently
1: Alhamdulillah so how many people can honestly say that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, alhamdulillah, uh, from uh, from what I can see, you've done absolutely <coughs> everything right. Alhamdulillah, and may Allah bless mm-hmm. you for it. And may Allah bless you and your family here and in and make your journey through this dunya easy and fruitful, Inshallah, It's mm-hmm. been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Shazakallah. Mm-hmm. As-salamu wa Warahmatullahi. Wa barakatuh. Do you want to uh, add anything to
0: that? That was absolutely brilliant. That Thank was mesmerising. Yeah. <coughs> I was absolutely mesmerising. You're an inspiration. You are. You're absolutely. a lovely, lovely Thank guy. You. I love you. What a great guy. Asalaamu alaykum. Wa Wa I don't know why I find that funny.
1: I don't no, know why no, I find it. that funny. Well,
0: I'm not laughing at that. I'm yeah. laughing at what? Better not go. No, there. no. <laughs> Walk away, walk away. You see, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, <laughs> and the two dogs, brothers so and the, sisters, and a dog. Um, th- there are some things that happen in the interlude. Yes, that we we can't allow you to be party to. Yes, the reason for that is because uh, we're just two blokes yep. with beards yes. having a laugh, yes. and sometimes that gets a little bit giddy yep. and out of hand, yes, and not fit for. Human consumption. consumption. It is the best of ways. It is the, it is the best Just of ways. Just see it as we're protecting you. Yes. Yeah. We love you that much. We wouldn't subject you to this, to the to the innermost thoughts and feelings that emit during the breaks. The demons. The demons. The demons. Now, that the, said. The diamonds, actually. Have a good day. I'm having a great I'm day, thank a you. How are you? brilliant day. Always. Good. Always having a brilliant, brilliant nice. day. Do you want to be out, hear about some people who aren't? Yeah, I, <laughs> I love these bad days. I, I know. Because don't, uh, don't we just sometimes, think, oh, I'm having a bad day. Yep. If things don't go your way. Yes. You know, you're inclined to think, and you're entitled to think sometimes. It's just, is it just me or am is it I just having me? a bad day? Is it just me? Now, is as we always me? say, we, we, we can't alleviate those those terrible feelings that you have, you know, if, if things if are the really real going crash And real tragedies. Yeah. If we lose people, if we lose a job. If, if yeah. things go horribly, horribly wrong for us. We're not talking about that. No. We are talking about when you stub your toe. Yeah. And then you think you're having a bad day. You miss your bus. Somebody cuts you up in traffic. Oh. You oh. bite into an apple and find half a magnet half a worm yes yeah Uh, these things in the scheme of things not really not really and it's those that we want to to settle for you to allow you to feel a little better uh, to allow you feel that life is not all that bad and if it feels it well let's find out somebody let's find somebody who is having a worse day than us because if you do that it somehow puts your day into perspective. Exactly. It's not saying, I'm glad that other people are having a really bad day. because I am not. No. But they just do. Not much. It's not, well, oh. yes. Uh, I'll, I'll get over that. Yes. So, you want to hear about somebody who's having a really bad day? Oh, yes, please. And as a result, lots of other people who are having a really bad day. Yep. ship. Yep. Carrying. Yep. 2,000 cars. Yep. Including... Thirty-seven Porsches, Don't tell me worth long. millions of dollars, sinks oh. off the coast of France. Ouch! Ooh! Well, that's fairly close, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. How yes, far down it did they go? is. Is it worth getting a diving? It with? was an Italian container ship oh. bound for Brazil. And it was carrying some two thousand cars, including some uh, three dozen Porsches. It caught on fire and sank. Wow! So, just how bad a day is the captain having? It, I think he's had better. I think he's had better days. Thank you. He when he's ringing back, saying, <coughs> <coughs> "Hello, yes, <coughs> John, uh, John, it's uh, it's, it, it, it's it's Fred. it's Tim. It's Tim. Well, actually, no, it's, it's Italian. It's Fredo. Uh, Captain Fredo Yeah I've got some good news And some bad news He goes Oh well let's Let's start With the bad news <laughs> uh, I'm afraid The container ship Caught fire And has sunk And we've lost All 2,000 of the cars Yeah And at the other end John's going What? That's the bad What's the good news? I'm fine I'm I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm fine. I, I'm making this call. So evidently, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I escaped. But all shit, is well. Don't, a, you don't have to worry about anything. It's a, I'm it's a real, fine.
1: it's a real, real big,
0: big bad shame that we lost millions and millions of pounds. Mm, millions of pounds worth of motors. motors and of shit. Yeah. Uh, but, but rest it's okay. assured, it's okay. it's okay. I'm fine. It's okay. It's all insured. Oh, Can dear. Can you imagine? Yeah, did oh. the insurance company, the phone call to the insurance company? Uh, yes, I, yes. Hello, Aviva can help you? Yep. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Love, who, I, I need to make a claim. And yeah, who, claim in your policy, opinion, was policy at policy fault please. for this incident? Well, I'll be honest with you, I think it was that Friday. Uh, but don't tell him I said that. Uh, all 27 crew members aboard were rescued by the British military. Great. How much do we love the British Navy? Well, perhaps I love them a lot. Yes them more now. Where we've recently been. Yeah, we've been to it was fantastic. And it was amazing. It was uh, to meet these guys and just to see the passion with which they approach their, their, their work and see that so many of them do it from a humanitarian I had viewpoint. a brilliant day. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant day. Lovely people. Yes. Had some great people. Watched an amazing parade. Yep. Yeah. Commandant's parade. It was fantastic. Yes. Um once in a lifetime some, experience. Spoke to some be honest. Brilliant. Uplifting people. Yes. Yeah, I spoke to one person. Yes, who I will never forget. Absolutely, person. absolutely never forget. Yep, because this person had a line of medals. Yeah, it was extraordinary. When, I and don't when know how he's got stood a line up. of medals. he should have been lopsided. Should have been lopsided. He should have looked with. it. they're heavy though. They're heavy though. And things. there was loads. Loads oh, of God, them. He had so many medals. Oh my goodness! And I said, I said. So, uh, walking through these medals, what what, what did you have to do to get them? How do you get a chest full of medals He said. He said, the first one was uh, because I had to go on on my first tour, which is how they put it. First tour in Bosnia. Yes. And he said, uh, I I immediately thought, oh my God, this is hard. Because this guy's a Muslim. Yes. Yeah. Whether you're Muslim or not doesn't really impact yeah, on how horrible that was. Yes. But particularly for Muslims, because yep. the what was happening in Bosnia in those days yes. and months was that the, they were killing the Muslims. Yep. Murdering Muslims. Yes. And history books tell us now that some 10,000 men and boys Muslims yep. perished. Yes. So he was there... Saving the lives of Muslims. Yes, trying now, to make a difference. Trying to make a difference, and he was in a helicopter. Yeah, yep. and I looking down. Let's not say what was said. No, uh, but he he saw something. Something happened. Horrible. Yes, awful, awful. He broke down in tears. Yeah, and, and he was he was he was incredibly proud, and his chest swelled up as he was talking his way through the medals, a, a row of medals. Uh, but just describing this very first one evidently triggered a, a horrendous memories for him, yeah. and the raw emotion that that bubbled through was, it was humbling. He, he broke down in tears. Yeah, it was humbling. And to be honest, so did I. So did we. So it, did it, I. It, it, was, it was just I extraordinary. I couldn't help myself. I cried. Um, I cried. Yes, yeah, because this was a, a human being.
2: Who oh, was reacting
0: I, I'm, I feel it again now. yes yeah who, who was reacting two decades oh, later wow. to incidents that had that had left an, an indelible Something. mark on his soul um, and sometimes the armed forces come under criticism yes they do. and the fact is what they do is uh, and as was described by many of the people who saw on that day what they do is they go and they try and save people's lives. Yes. They go and they do humanitarian work where there is no conflict. Yes. They do humanitarian work where there is conflict. Yes. And they also try and do the right thing where conflict exists. Yes. And in this instance, he was there trying to save the life of Muslims. Yes. His fellow Muslims. Yes. And it, it affected him. Yes. It, oh, deeply, of course it did. Deeply. Yes. But to see the raw emotion some two decades later was humbling. Yes, it was. Um, and I, I personally will never sit and allow people to denigrate the armed forces in any way, shape, or form, because I've now met members of the armed forces and that have I've done a amazing things. Yeah, they've I've done amazing things. And whilst people might talk about, you know, the army or the navy or the air force in general, when you talk about the individuals out there, yep. Uh, I, I won't take that, I won't have it anymore. That's right, it's extraordinary. Sorry, I, 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 we, I've gone off on one here, um, but he affected me in a major, major way, uh, and I owe him a deep sense of gratitude for that. Yeah. Because he, he 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 opened my eyes and my heart to something that, that I'd never really considered before. Yes. Oof. Oh, where were we? What uh, were we talking uh, about? I, 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 we were talking about people having a very bad day. Okay, bad day. <clears throat> and we were saying they were having a bad day because <clears throat> the uh, captain and 27 crew Uh, While safe lost their entire tanker, their entire container ship that had on it 2,000 cars. So the ripples in a pond, (laughs) how bad a day, were 2,000 prospective owners of their brand new cars having. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because when you're looking to take delivery of a brand new car, you have a And you're expecting it next Thursday. You expect it next Thursday, or even in a month's time, because there's a check-in and there's all these kind of things, and the pre-delivery inspections and all that kind of stuff. (coughs) Uh, You're expecting your car, and you might have been waiting for something. Porsche, you might have been waiting for a year. Yep. You might have been waiting for nine months. You might have been waiting for three years. It could have yep. been a brand new model that, you know, you put down your deposit on three years ago. These things happen uh, and you're It It's just coming through and you get that telephone call and the call in, the saying it's about your delivery. You going, oh yeah, brilliant. I can't wait. They went, mm, you're going to have to, Yeah. because, and oh, you go, God. it's not really sunk. That's just silly. That That's just, a, don't be silly. No, I'm afraid it has. Oh. I'm afraid it has. Now, I remember this, this happening. when I was getting my first beautiful company car. Now, I had had company cars before that, but then in this instance, I got to choose it. It was the first time they changed the company car policy, and I got to choose it. Uh And so I was going out, uh, leaving one car, and I was going to be taking delivery of a BMW coupe in Titan silver, lowered with an M-Technic interior. Wow! Uh, oh, oh, to be fair, 316, so the yep. smallest engine you can possibly, yeah, so yeah. all show and no-go, very much like myself, um, but for <laughs> me, heaven, I think I was probably, I think I was 22, 23? Better than me. <laughs> oh, I, I might have been a bit older, might have been 25, no, 26.
1: I'm no-go and no-show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, It was. I, I, I was so excited, and the lead time was quite considerable, yep. and it's taken a while, it's a while it's, a while, it's taken a while, and then, I don't know if you remember, but a tanker. Uh, turned over as it was approaching England, uh-huh. and its entire cargo was taken to the bottom of the sea, yes. with the exception of some BMW motorbikes that were washed up on shore. Uh-huh. Do you remember people? It, it happened. Well, it, it, this was people were going. was to, take, going to get? People were going to get it. So it was about they? twenty-three, twenty-four years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. And people were going. And as things were washing up, they were taking it. Yes. And it was there was a real dichotomy because. Uh, The police didn't know what to do. Is this illegal? Because what they're doing, they're not looting a ship, they're scavenging, what do you call it? Um, When things wash ashore. It's... uh... Uh, Oh, there's a name for it. Yes, there is. There's a name for it. Uh, So basically, it's a little bit like finders keepers. Yes. You know what I mean? And so there were people just taking these BMW motorbikes off the beach. And taking all these things that washed up cigarettes and all manner of stuff. Sorry, of it was alcohol, so they should have left that. Um, But it was just amazing, because the police did not know what to do. There were BMWs on that uh, thing, and they went to the bottom of the sea. I panicked,
2: because (laughs) I thought
0: one of them might have been mine. It was absolutely the time (laughs) mine was coming across. It was extraordinary. I had about a week of panic, of utter panic. Uh, So I feel for these people, as should you. Because the fact is, they are having a bad day, yes. a very bad day. So if we stub our toe, if we drop our butter, uh, our toast butter side down, nah, it's not really a bad day by comparison. Uh, I think the bad, the, the day they're having, a little bit worse. So I hope if that's cheered you up. I Wonder if that man is still a captain. Uh, well, that that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be interesting. Because uh, it's still years and years and years of experience. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't light the fire himself. I'm sure he didn't. Um, so as such, uh, it maybe wasn't his fault. Uh, well, I, th- I th- think may- maybe the ship needed be better firefighting uh, yes, equipment. Yes, yes. Uh, I do remember going on a, a, an overseas cruise from, I think it was Cyprus, to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And y- y- you had a, a, the talk, and the talk was, be very careful, anything to do with fire. The worst thing that ha- can happen on a ship, is fire. Yeah. As you can surely the worst thing that can happen on a ship is it sink. Yeah. And they go like, okay then the second worst thing yeah. is fire. Yeah. Because it will lead to it sinking. sinking. And it's almost impossible to find fire, fire on a ship. Yeah. Well that's bizarre. Oh not not impossible. Difficult, should we say? Yeah. Difficult. Difficult. So yes, so think you're having a bad day. Whee! Think? Think again. Again. Okay. <laughs> uh, for now, we're going to, uh, and we did. We disappeared halfway through that, but it, it, it was just we were reminded of a, a, a very, very, very special. Uh, I want to say young man, uh, only because uh, we're old. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> only young to me by comparison. Everybody breathing. To to every to every breathing man. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> uh, and and may Allah bless him because he was he was inshallah. an incredibly special individual. Allah give him strength to Absolutely. continue doing what he's doing. Absolutely. and Give him the strength. To, to overcome. Wonderful human being. Overcome. inshallah the yes. pain that uh, that he obviously feels. When yes. he Thinks back to those days. Yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, for now, more. we're going to go away do a little bit of this.